This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. This segment is brought to you by the Zuckerberg Institute. You're listening to Randy Zuckerberg Means Business on Business Radio. Welcome back. I'm Randy Zuckerberg, host of Randy Zuckerberg Means Business. I'm thrilled to welcome to the show our next guest, Michael Evans, president of Alibaba Group, the Chinese e-commerce giant. Michael, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Randy. Great to be with you. Thanks for for being here. Uh, I'd love to hear about the current retail landscape and trends in retail that you're seeing and excited about. Well, look, I'll give you a China perspective because I think everybody's pretty familiar with the retail perspective in the U.S., Europe, and most Western countries. But in China, I think uh, two big things that jump out, um, having now looked at most of 2020, the first is the rapid recovery. And uh, there we have seen a V-shaped recovery in retail um, for the country. Um, And it manifests itself both in terms of the continuing emergence of the middle-class consumer, which is now up to 350 to 400 million. But just as importantly, that third quarter GDP print of 4.9%. And our recent uh, results from our big global shopping festival suggest that we're back to pre-COVID levels of consumption. Um, which is obviously a very good indicator um, as we close out the the calendar year. I think the second big trend that we've seen is digitization, and this is something we've been working on for a number of years. But post-pandemic, most merchants are now adopting this as a must-have strategy as opposed to nice-to-have. And I'm not just talking about having an online presence or a dot-com presence it's the whole suite of digital tools that are required to function in whatever environment we're presented with so that we can serve consumers properly. So those are the two big trends. That's it. Excellent. I, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your recent shopping event. You did, uh, I saw you were doing a huge 11, 11, uh, shopping event, singles day. Um, talk about these events and, and what they mean. Our global shopping festival, we've been doing it um, on November 11th, which we call Singles Day, for the last 12 years. When we first started this 12 years ago, um, we sold about $8 million U.S. dollars worth of product. I think we had 12 merchants um, that sold products. This year, we sold $74 billion uh, U.S. dollars. Wow. That's up 26% from the same time frame last year when we did it. And $74 billion is obviously a huge number. Uh, but when you think about our 800 million consumers, when you think that there were 250, 260,000 brands that participated, um, and we sort of have 2.3 billion packages, I mean, it's a massive sort of enterprise um, and uh, event, which we're staging every year. So this year was obviously the biggest. But I think the, the numbers are always what catch people's attention. But that's not really the reason we do it. And the two big things that we noticed this year were that, again, digitalization and the use of digital tools by merchants who were very focused on, you know, the use of live streaming and short-form content and gamification in everything that they're doing to um, engage with a consumer. And what the consumer is doing, which is a much more immersive experience, much more interaction, um, interactive, much more content-driven uh, 
so that the connection between the merchant and the consumer is a completely different experience. It's not about sales. It's about a changing lifestyle and the way that people want to have fun and engage between customer and merchant. So that was the second big theme. And then the third is um, we spend a lot of time focusing on uh, small businesses this year. The big brands like the Apple and the Estee Lauders and the Nikes, they always do well and they're terrific brands and have massive consumer recognition um, and they buy a lot of their products. But the little guys um, are all about conquering the tyranny of distance and being able to take small brands like in the U.S., like Uncle Bud's <laughs> or Pippet or C.O. Bigelow. You know, most people wouldn't know who C.O. Bigelow is, but that is probably the oldest drugstore in the United States. Eleanor Roosevelt, Mark Twain were customers. I mean, these are the stories that the Chinese love, even though the brands or the small businesses are small. And we have shown yet again that thousands of these small businesses can connect directly to the Chinese consumer. So when you wrap all those all of those three trends together, that's what gets you the $74 billion and big increases year over year. Wow. Congratulations. That's, that's a huge number and really something to be so proud of. For anyone just joining us, we're speaking with Michael Evans, president of Alibaba Group. I'm Randy Zuckerberg, host of Randy Zuckerberg Means Business here on Sirius XM 132. Michael, I'd love to hear what's happening with shopping malls in China, because I, I know it's much different than, than the U.S., and uh, I'd love to hear about how Alibaba is really pumping up China's malls with a dose of, of this new retail and digitization that you're talking about. Yeah, shopping malls in China, it's very interesting because they're an important part of both the retail ecosystem, but also the social ecosystem. So much like the United States and other countries around the world, people go to shopping malls for all sorts of reasons, to shop and to be entertained and to eat and to be with their friends. So we own 65 uh, shopping malls in China. It's a big offline presence that we have in a company called InTime. And they're a very, very big part of what we call new retail, which is the integration of online and offline consumer and merchant activity. And, you know, the new in new retail, consumers want to enjoy a very high-tech uh, in-store shopping experience in addition to an online shopping experience. So what do I mean by that? They want to do virtual try-ons. They want to see these robot couriers that are moving items from warehouses to various counters. They want to be able to order things and pick them up in-store. They want to be able to buy things digitally in-store and have them delivered home. So the, there's an entire uh, set of, of experiences that the consumer wants and that the merchant wants to be able to provide that consumer, which requires everything in the mall and every store in the mall to be digitized. And that results in a much more immersive and interactive and fun opportunity for the consumer plus the convenience of being able to buy things and know that they're going to be shipped home because they want to go and have a meal or actually see a movie or do something else and not want to lug stuff around. So these shopping malls are, are mini ecosystems of the whole China ecosystem, and we use them as testing grounds for the latest digital tools and technologies, and it's all designed to help the merchants and make it easy to shop for the consumers. I've heard, Michael, that even the bathrooms in the mall are smart. <laughs> sorry, sorry to go right to bathrooms, but I mean, I, I've heard they're one of the coolest parts of the mall. <laughs> so 
listen, why should be why should visiting the bathroom in a mall be anything other than a great experience? So <laughs> there there are products that are displayed. There are things that we call magic mirrors and and all opportunities to try new things while you're actually washing your hands or you know putting on makeup or doing whatever it is that you went to the bathroom to do in the first place. But there's never an opportunity for to we never want to have the miss the opportunity to continue the engagement appropriately with the consumer, whatever it is they're doing in the mall. And I think that most of the consumers see this as a fun and, uh, you know, really entertaining way to add a dimension to the shopping experience, even when you feel that that's where you have to go for a few minutes. For sure. I I don't think I've ever had an enjoyable experience in a mall bathroom, so I I look forward to that. Michael, I'm curious if anything has really surprised you about 2020 and and how consumer shopping has changed. I mean, obviously, this whole year has been a surprise for so many of us, but, um, you know, as a leader uh, of one of the biggest global um, retail brands, I'm curious what has surprised you the most? Well, the thing that surprised me, I guess there are two or three things. Um, as I talk to brands and, and to merchants, retailers outside of China, um, it's COVID has been a wake-up call that uh, away from digitization, the China market is really an important market. First of all, it will probably be in 2020 the largest retail market of the world, so surpassing uh, the United States. Secondly, the size of the consumer base. So just we have 800 million on our platform, but that's a huge population with more people moving into the middle class. The size of that consumer base and the strength of the economy means that for brands everywhere in the world, having a China strategy and a digital presence is no longer an option. It's, it's a necessity. And many of the CEOs that I speak to, particularly U.S. CEOs, this is the best growing part of their business this year is their China strategy. And if they're on our platform, the sales that they're making, the the way that they're extending the brand and the visibility of their brand in the China market and the direct connection that they have with um, the Chinese consumer, because that's what our platform does. And we give them the data. So their marketing and their merchandising and everything is really having a huge impact on their overall sales. And I'd say the third thing is is this digitization, which I think people have long thought that, you know, having a dot-com or, you know, being able to have a digital presence um, attached to your business meant that you could, you know, you could sell a, make a certain percentage of your sales um, digitally. But now what they've understood is that when COVID closed so much offline retail infrastructure globally, all of a sudden they realized that not only were those stores closed, people couldn't come in, but nothing could go out. And so what digitization does in a very simplistic way is it allows a closed store to become a fulfillment center. It allows a closed store to become a live streaming center. And it changes the nature of that store, which is really for retail um, to come in and buy things, to a mini fulfillment, logistics, live streaming, digital connection to customers so that the business doesn't have to suffer in the way that so many retail businesses have suffered because the doors are closed. So digital strategies keep the door open, and it really took COVID to 
show people this. And China, of course, and Alibaba have led in the new retail revolution. Um, and this is what this period is showing. Well, it's really exciting to see. And, uh, uh, you know, change definitely happens much faster in China's retail sector. So I know we're, we're all looking to see what you're doing and, and the innovations. Uh, Michael, where can people go to learn more about you and Alibaba Group? Uh, well, they can come to our, uh, you know, to um, if if they're in the U.S. and they want to buy uh, products from uh, on our platform, they can go to AliExpress.com. You can always come to our um, to our website. We're a U.S. publicly listed company as well, so people can uh, um, search for us and find us. And we have lots and lots of information out there in the English language, which will explain. Uh, to people what we do in markets all over the world, including the U.S. Excellent. Well, congratulations on your successful global shopping festival. And uh, I'm sure the numbers will be equally impressive for the holiday season. So thank you again. Stay safe, stay sane out there and and uh, talk soon. Thanks, Randy. Much appreciated. Thank you. We were just speaking with Michael Evans, president of Alibaba Group. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 